Hi, if you're after some top lambing preparation tips from the team at Molecare Farm Vets, then we have a dedicated lambing podcast for you. Vets Alice Coppin-Harris and Steph Patel discuss ways to maximize lamb survival this spring, including the importance of ewe body condition, key vaccinations, and a shopping list of essential items that every farm should have ready awaiting in the lambing shed. Here's what's coming. There was a bit of a shortage of Heptavac P last year. Um, so depending on what cluster your vaccine you use, it's worth chatting with your vet to make sure, you know, if there are stocks stocks in um, and if you can get hold of those in time kind of thing. Or if not, you know, what, what you should be giving instead and the best alternative. If your ewe is too thin, um, she's not going to be productive enough in terms of milk production during uh, when she's lambed. The, your colostrum quality is going to be poor. She's not going to have sufficient quality or quantity of colostrum. When it comes to colostrum, you often, people often quote, you know, the, the three cues of it. So quantity, quality and quickly. If all of this sounds good to you and you'd like to know more about the importance of good colostrum management, including key feeding targets, then listen on. This is Top Lambing Preparation Tips with my guests Alice Coppin-Harris and Steph Patel. I'm delighted to say we're joined by Alice Coppin-Harris and Steph Patel from Mole Care Farm Vets on the Mole Valley podcast today. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Let's start with some introductions. Let's be friendly. Alice, let's start with you first. Hiya, I'm Alice Coppin-Harris and I'm one of the farm vets at Mole Care. Um, I joined the practice in 2020 and since then I've been doing just sort of a mixture of, of farm vetting really um, and just starting to set up a smallholder club as well. So um, yeah, all interesting, all interesting stuff. And you, Steph? I'm Alice's colleague um, and I've been in practice for about eight or nine years and I'm running the Flock Health Group. So that's a um, informal sort of discussion group for commercial sheep farmers. Excellent. So some of our farmer members may well have spoken to you both over uh, the last couple of years. Um, for people joining us today, and I've obviously seen that we're talking about lambing, it is that time of year, and we're going to talk about keeping newborn lambs healthy. So does that start just when the lambs hit, hit the ground, or does it start before then? No, so it's going to start, um, you know, long before the lambs uh, sort of appear, so to speak. Um, so in order to maximise the health of the lambs, we want to start thinking about this, um, you know, start starting with the you, you herself, really. So the health of the neonates is really going to start with a healthy you. So we need to be ensuring you are as fit as possible um, to ensure that we get fit and healthy lambs hitting the ground, so to hit, hit the ground running, so to speak. Makes perfect sense. And Steph... How can farmers then make sure that ewes are in the best condition? So we want to be looking at the ewes' body condition and we want to be doing that in sufficient time to make sure that they're in the correct body condition score when they're going to the ram and when they're lambing. So um, AHGB have a great guide on how to assess your body condition score and it's really good for farmers just to refresh on this and to make sure and almost recalibrate themselves and understand, you know, if they what they think they're scoring their sheep at is that actually the true score that they need to be at. Um, it's always good to refresh yourself and remind yourself of what the targets need to be, um, and allowing yourself enough time to change, you know, to change those targets if you're not, you know, achieving them with that flock. Or would that be through nutritional management? Yes, it would. So um, you're looking at when you're weaning lambs off your ewes, you know, you want to already be by that point thinking about your next crop of lambs. So you need those used to be in good body condition scores. So if they're a bit thin, you want to be 
checking to make sure um, that they need more nutrition in that period of time and you want to be rechecking over that sort of summertime grazing and removing and moving sheep around again if they're getting too fat then they need to be pulled back a bit if they're still thin then you need to be giving them a bit more a bit more grub really and you want to be monitoring that throughout that throughout those few months before she goes back to the ram yeah definitely and i think like like steph says you know off the back of that doing this more regularly and, and quite routinely throughout the year you know we want to be able to make sure we're we're measuring their body condition score with sufficient time to actually enable us to to change that before the next sort of point of intervention so to speak so you know if it's going to take around one month to correct 0.5 of a of a body condition score we need to make sure that we're measuring that in enough time to um correct it and make a difference before before it matters so to speak so. and so that then really affects the the fertility the the lamb health overall to be able to to grow those lambs well yep definitely so like you said yeah to affect the fertility lamb health um, also the health of the ewe, you know, we're asking her to sort of grow at least two, you know, two healthy lambs, you know, without, without knocking herself too much and developing metabolic diseases such as twin lamb disease or hypercalcemia. Um, so we need to get those ewes on target and depending on the breed as well, that will depend on what their body condition score is. So um, hill, upland and lowland ewes um, will have different targets to match for those breeds. And what kind of percentages would you be looking for of a flock to have a, a good BCS? We want to aim to, you know, have around ninety percent of the flock sort of at that target body condition score at those key um, key intervention, well, key points of intervention and those those key times throughout the year. So, you know, that that's a lot of the flock really. So I think the more often you can do this, and and the more um, sort of the, the better farmers get at measuring that and and sort of getting to grips with with how the body condition score them and you know. With data, the more you put into data recording, you know, the more you get out of it. So I think um, if they get quite quite used to doing it and, and then modifying their body condition scores to try and get them within that within those targets, and and also you know you're effectively increasing your profitability of that flock as well. You know you're you know you want nine like Alice said, ninety percent of that flock to be in that target body condition score because you know really you want each you to be having twins and you know making that enterprise a profitable one. And that makes. That makes perfect sense. So alongside the body condition score, what else should uh, farmers be thinking about in that lead up? So vaccinations, um, you know, making sure the ewes are up to date with any vaccinations they might need prior to lambing, whether this is, you know, your abortion vaccines. But in particular, uh, clostridial vaccinations um, should be given sort of four to six weeks before lambing um, in order to boost the antibodies in the colostrum that will then be transferred and, and passed on to the, those lambs in that critical um, you know, first few hours of life, really. Um, I know, obviously, there was a bit of a shortage of Heptavac P last year. Um, so depending on what clostridial vaccine you use, it's worth chatting with your vet to make sure, you know, if there are stocks stocks in um, and if you can get hold of those in time kind of thing. Or if not, you know, what, what you should be giving instead and the best alternative sort of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely clostridial vaccinations. And you want to make sure that the vaccine you do use um, will provide protection for lamb dysentery and um, pulpy kidney disease. Those will be the two key ones to um, to make sure they're getting some sort of um, immunity for, against. And Steph, I guess having a good body condition score as well is important for, for that as well. If your ewe is too thin, um, she's not going to be productive enough in terms of milk production during uh, when she's lambed. The, your colostrum quality is going to be poor. She's not going to have sufficient quality or quantity of colostrum and to further on in that lactation she's not going to be milky enough to enable those lambs to grow so 
not only will it affect your lamb growth, but actually it'll affect your birth weight as well. So ewes that are on the thinner side will produce smaller lambs. So you're already sort of on the back foot from the word go, really, with a thin ewe. You've got low birth weight. That lamb's already got to catch up once it hits the ground. So there's a lot to think about there. And I guess there's also hygiene as well to be to be thinking about at this stage. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, you want to be thinking sort of dagging ewes out, making sure there's sort of no dirty wool around the udder. When those lambs are sort of searching for the teat, they don't need to be sort of sucking on any dirty wool, making it as easy as they can to find that udder and sort of latch on. Um, pen hygiene also, um, that's important. Make sure that, they, you know, you can clean and disinfect individual pens between between each each one's being introduced with a new lamb and there will be with his mother. Um, so all those sorts of things to think about, really. Yeah, definitely. And with the vaccines as well, you know, not only making sure you've got enough in stock for the ewes, sort of those four to six weeks prior to lambing, but, you know, when the lambs are three weeks old, um, they're going to need vaccinating themselves as well. So making sure you've also got got sufficient cover for them um, and whether you might want sort of pastorella cover as well in in for those lambs as well or, or just the clostridial one, so... And I guess it's important, isn't it, really, that um, although some farmers will know a lot of this, that lots of things change. You mentioned there about the vaccines and how uh, there could be difficulties potentially. So really planning, isn't it? Timing is key, is key leading up to this. This is what this is what we're talking about, isn't it, at this stage? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, preparation is always good in any aspect of life, isn't it? The, the better prepared you are, the fewer surprises you sort of should get or the better you, you can deal with them anyway. So I think if you're as prepared as you can be and just, just keeping up to date with things, because, you know, like you say, things change. Um, certain, you know, disease prevalence can change as well. Um, and yeah, particularly stocks of, of various things as well. And I, I think we've all struggled a bit with the vaccine shortages in the, well last year as well. But I think this year there might be a bit of a problem. So it might be worth just um, just ch- chatting with your vets, you know, and, um, and, and making sure you're prepared as possible. More Care Farm Vets are here to help their farming clients to thrive, become more resilient and to support their businesses to grow with the health and welfare of the animals at the core. Their dedicated team of experienced veterinary professionals work in collaboration with nutritionists, agronomists and registered animal medicine advisors and cover a wide area across Devon. If you'd like more information, then please call 01392 347 240. That's 01392 347 240. So let's push you then for some top tips on that. Other essential items that uh, people might want to have in their toolbox as they're as they're getting ready for this busy time. Uh, so definitely be worth having a snare to assist with those head back lambings. Ten um, percent tincture of iodine. So actually, there could be several different sort of iodine navel dips out there. What you want to look out for is one that's spirit based because actually what that will do is dry the navel out as quickly as possible and so reduce sort of getting navel infections and sort of any bacteria tracking up the navel uh stomach tube if you're you know if you need lambs that need additional colostrum or a bit weak uh lambing rings if to do any castration or tail docking marker spray gloves lube um and it's probably worth speaking to your vet on what medicines you probably should have on the shelf so you've got them ready when you need to use them and obviously making sure to call them before using them to clarify which ones you need to use so once the lambs have been delivered safely what then? Uh, colostrum management. You know, we want, once we've got those lambs out as, as you know, smoothly as we can, um, we need to be thinking about 
definitely about colostrum. So colostrum is often referred to as liquid gold and really it, it is just that. It's full of energy, immunoglobulins um, and vital antibodies, etc. Um, and so the lambs born without, you know, any sort of functioning immune system and they rely on this passive transfer of antibodies um, and immunoglobulins, especially immunoglobulin G, um, through the colostrum. So it's it really is essential that it gets on board as, as soon as possible. Um, you'll probably see slightly different figures out there, but generally we'd sort of aim for getting about 50 mils per kilo um, in the first couple of hours of life. And then this um, going on to about 200 mils per kilo within the first 24 hours. Um, so when it comes to colostrum, you often, people often quote, you know, the, the three cues of it. So quantity, quality and quickly. So quickly, like we just said, you know, you want it within those time frames. So because the ability of the lamb's gut to absorb those those vital antibodies, et cetera, um, will reduce significantly after sort of six hours. Um, so you want, and it, it's, it's always on a steady line, you know, as time goes on, its ability to absorb those those essential antibodies and, and immunoglobulins is reducing, as is the, um, the the sort of the amount of them in the milk as well. Um, so that quality of colostrum will diminish rapidly after parturition. So really, you want to get that that top quality colostrum into the lamb as, as soon as possible um, for maximum maximum impact, really. Um, and then you've got so yeah, that that's the quality, the the quickly and um, the quantity as well there really and i suppose that uh colostrum helps protect them doesn't it from from lamb dysentery in particular in those first few weeks so it's a really important thing yes definitely and you'll need the quality to be there and that just goes back again to the health and nutrition nutritional status of um of that ewe um and getting the vaccine on board within the correct time frame for those ewes so that, that protection passes on to to the lambs um, if you have poor quality colostrum or a lack of, you you will have sort of failure or partial failure of passive transfer, um, which basically compromises the immune system of those lambs and makes them more susceptible to the disease that we mentioned. So are there any other essential items that you should have for colostrum replacement? Um, yeah, so obviously we spoke about how important it is, but what if the U doesn't actually have, you know, have a, have a good udder there or a good bag and, and doesn't have much colostrum? So... Um, definitely having some spare, we'd always recommend um, using colostrum from another sheep in the flock or something like that, um, because that's going to be the most beneficial to a lamb than something you know like like cow's colostrum or an artificial one. Um, so often freezing some from from the previous year or, or from that year even, um, you know, if you keep it in flat bags in the freezer, then you can defrost it quite 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 quickly and quite well um, in sort of a warm water bath really. Obviously, make sure you don't put it in the microwave because that's going to kill off and denature all of the, those vital um, antibodies. But having some some spare, some set aside in the freezer is is really important, really. Because um, the artificial ones, you know, there's a big range of them out there, but often they're they're more of a supplement than they are a complete replacer. So we'd always recommend sort of getting actual sheep colostrum to use um, instead of sort of an artificial one, if if possible. Obviously, we know it's not always possible, but um, if it is, then then we'd always recommend that one for sure. What other sorts of diseases then would be most prevalent in lambs of, th of this age? So, you know, in, in those first sort of few days, few weeks of life, you should, should be looking out for things, you know, like, like watery mouth, as Steph mentioned, you know, dagging and, and stopping them, picking up these the bacteria from the environment and things is good, but also colostrum is vital in preventing these ones. You know, you need them to develop a strong immune system as, as possible. Um, and, you know, 
watery mouth is a disease caused by an E. coli infection um, and that's obtained from the environment. So, you know, good colostrum and drying up that umbilicus, which acts as a real good route um, for infections to enter the, the lamb's body as well. Um, so, you know, you want to be preventing those as much as possible just, just through good management techniques, really, more so than anything else. Um, good hygiene um, and, and other things. Also, you know, starvation hypothermia complex. So risks would be, you know, having use with poor nutritional status. Um, again, linking back to, like we said earlier, with body condition score, making sure you're feeding your ewes well enough. Um, uh, mastitis as well would be a risk of this if the lambs aren't getting enough, um, enough milk on board. Adverse weather again or mismothering, things like that. And all link back to you know lambs just not getting enough or getting knocked, and then they go, then they get cold, they get developed hypothermia, and then they they really go downhill. So a lot of it as well can be about just checking the sheep regularly enough, you know, making sure lambs are full enough and they they are actively feeding, and it's not just like oh you know I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine kind of thing. So um yeah. And so what what other signs then should people be looking out for? If, uh, if a lamb is starting to be sick? There's, there's early signs, like just even a slight tucked up appearance. You know, you could almost feel their feel their stomach just past their rib cage and, it, you know, they'll it'll be, they'll be a bit hunched, sort of the, the stomach feel quite empty, um, even a reluctance to get up. Sort of further down the line, you have a bit more shivering because they're obviously not getting enough feed and they're sort of getting a bit cold and they're, high, you know, they could be hypersalivating. They've got bacteria infection, they could have a high temperature. If they're hypothermic, they'll be having a extremely low temperature so you're looking for a newborn to be around 39 40 degrees um so these are all the really early signs if you, and also if you know if you are unsure of any illnesses in those lambs then obviously please seek to contact your vet to get prompt advice and, and treatment for those lambs and i guess for you guys you know you'd rather have that call immediately wouldn't you rather than have a farmer hang on hang on and then uh create even yeah definitely never be afraid to call us you know like we're, we're at the end of the phone for a reason so um don't be afraid to, to give us a call if you're unsure about anything you know no questions a silly question as they say for you both i guess this is where the business end of the uh the season begins really isn't it in in this kind of world um is it a time to look forward to Yes, definitely. It's um, we're just about to hit our busy season. Um, we all really enjoy being busy and out on the road and out there helping farmers. So no, it'll be a hopefully a good, stress-free uh, season. And hopefully not to be problems for our farmers. So this is the first of two podcasts that we're going to be talking uh, about lambing. Um, what what are we going to be going into then, Steph, on the on the next one? So we'll be looking at parasite control specifically in your lambs and what you can do to maintain and maximise that growth during the grazing season. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much, ladies, and uh, look forward to speaking to you next time. We'll speak to you next time. Thanks ever so much for listening today. I'm Seth Conway. I've been your host. We'll have more from Alice and from Steph in future lambing podcasts coming up. So the best way to not miss an episode is to subscribe. Thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, I'll speak to you soon.